how people die, asphyxia. Asphyxia or asphyxiation is a condition of deficient supply of oxygen to the body which arises from abnormal breathing. Asphyxia causes generalized hypoxia which affects primarily the tissues and organs. There are many circumstances that can induce asphyxia, all of which are characterized by the inability of a person to acquire sufficient oxygen through breathing for an extended period of time. Asphyxia can cause coma or death. What if you could be asphyxiated from your own breath? Although carbon dioxide is a naturally occurring gas expelled by all living creatures, it is nowadays synonymous with harmful pollution that causes damage to our planet and to our bodies. While normal levels of CO2 in the air are not of any immediate harm to us, carbon dioxide can quickly accumulate in confined spaces, particularly densely populated ones, and this is when it poses more of a significant health risk. At regular concentrations around 0.05%, carbon dioxide is perfectly normal and healthy, but when airflow is limited and the same CO2 being exhaled is the same as being inhaled, again, it can cause a wide range of symptoms. At high concentrations and even if there was enough oxygen in the air around the patient, the carbon dioxide would limit the amount of gas exchange between carbon dioxide and oxygen in the lungs. Since the gas exchange relies on the process of diffusion, movement of solutes across a semipermeable membrane from an area of greater concentration to lower concentration, if the patient is in an area that has higher concentration of carbon dioxide, gas exchange will be impaired. Situations that can result in asphyxiation. Situations that cause asphyxia include, but are not limited to, airway obstruction, deconstruction or obstruction of airways such as asthma, laryngospasm, or simple blockage from the presence of foreign materials from being in the environment where oxygen is not readily available, such as underwater in a low oxygen environment or in a vacuum. Environments where sufficiently oxygenated air is present but cannot be adequately breathed because of air contamination such as excessive smoke. Other causes of oxygen deficiency include, but are not limited to, acute respiratory distress syndrome, carbon monoxide inhalation, such as that from car exhaust and the smoke's emission from a lit cigarette. Carbon monoxide has a higher affinity than oxygen to hemoglobin in the blood, red blood cells' copsicles, bonding with it tenaciously and in the process, displacing oxygen and present, preventing the blood from transporting oxygen around the body. Contact with certain chemicals, including pulmonary agents such as phosgene and blood agents such as hydrogen cyanide. Drowning. Drug overdose. Exposure to a low pressure vacuum from spacesuit damage. Hanging, whether suspension or short drop hanging. Self-induced hypocapnia or by hyperventilation, as in shallow water or deep water blackout and choking game. Inert gas asphyxiation. Congenital central hyperventilation syndrome or primary alveolar hypotension, hypoventilation, a disorder of the autonomic nervous system in which a patient must consciously breathe. Although it is often said that persons with this disease will die if they fall asleep, this is not usually the case. Respiratory diseases, sleep apnea, a seizure which stops breathing activity, strangling, breaking the windpipe, prolonged exposure to chlorine gas. Can I get a Victor? Vector, Victor. When pilots are flying above 10,000 feet, the need to ensure cabin pressure or assess their oxygen levels is important. There's plenty of oxygen in the air at these high altitudes, but the air pressure is significantly lower than at sea level. Additionally, the lack of air pressure at these higher altitudes decreases the density of the air, makes it thinner. Why would aircraft fly at these altitudes? To take advantage of the thinner air and fly faster, of course. 
Commercial aircraft are pressurized to ensure that the pilots, crew, and passengers are able to breathe and that the air pressure that they are accustomed to. Does the airplane carry oxygen? No, the airplane treats the fuselage, the body of the plane, like it's a scuba or oxygen bottle. What keeps blood in the pulmonary capillary beds anyway? High-altitude pulmonary edema is a non-cardiogenic pulmonary edema which typically occurs in lowlanders who ascend rapidly to altitudes greater than 2,500 to 3,000 meters or 10,000 feet. Early symptoms of high-altitude pulmonary edema include non-productive cough, dyspnea on exertion, and reduced exercise performance. Later, dyspnea occurs. Clinical features are cyanosis, tachycardia, tachypnea, and elevated body temperature, generally not exceeding 38.5 degrees Celsius. Rails are discrete initially and located over the middle lungs. High-altitude pulmonary edema mainly occurs due to exaggerated hypoxic pulmonary vasoconstriction and elevated pulmonary artery pressure. It has been observed that high-altitude pulmonary edema is a high-permeability type of edema occurring also due to leaks in the capillary wall stress failure. Slow descent is the most effective method for prevention. In addition, greater descent in time for acclimatization, low sleeping altitudes, avoidance of alcohol and sleeping pills, and avoidance of exercise are the key to preventing high-altitude pulmonary edema. Treatment of high-altitude pulmonary edema consists of immediate improvement of oxygenation either by supplemental oxygen, hyperbaric treatment, or by rapid descent. High-altitude pulmonary edema also tells the story of pulmonary capillary beds. If it's possible to get pulmonary edema from being exposed to high altitudes, what exactly is it that keeps blood in the pulmonary capillaries in the first place? It must be the air pressure that keeps blood in the pulmonary capillary beds of the lungs.